Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey, hello again, everybody. Welcome back to your Philadelphia Eagles Insider Podcast brought to you by Fans First Sports Network. I am co-host ed kratz joined by my co-host john mcmullen and uh we are deep in the uh throes of the off season uh here for the philadelphia eagles actually the super bowl just wrapped up about i don't know about a week ago or so john and you know one of the things i've been asked a lot about that super bowl after watching those teams play the 49ers and the chiefs going to overtime very evenly matched game for the most part is do the Eagles, can they get back after watching these two teams play? That's the question I get a lot. So I'll ask you, after watching that Super Bowl, can the Eagles compete to get back? Can they get back with what they have right now? Uh, well, not re- with what they have right now, but, you know, there's tremendous turnover in the NFL every season, about 30% on average per team. So um I think Andy Reid said it best. He was talking to Peter King after the Chiefs won again and was talking about the parity in this league. And he texted Antonio Pierce and he said, thank you for beating us. It was like a wake-up call. Uh, Las Vegas beat the Chiefs, upset the Chiefs on Christmas Day at Arrowhead, which was a real surprise. And that was the last time the Chiefs lost. And Andy thought it was a real wake-up call. I think – you know, the Kansas City has a bit of a cheat code with Patrick Mahomes, but I think everybody else, it's about, um, you know, making good decisions in the offseason, making good draft picks, good free agent decisions. And if the Eagles make a bunch of good decisions, Howie Roseman, I think, yeah, I think they could they could get back on top as long as they get Jalen Hurts back in the in the right direction. These coordinator moves work out. A lot of things have to work out correctly, but – They've done it in the past, so they still have a lot of good players. I think people forget, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and we'll see how how much Big Fangio can help on the on the defensive side. 
Yeah, I think fortunes in the NFL change so quickly. Now, of course, you yeah. know, you write about Mahomes and the Chiefs, and they're going to try to be the first team to ever win three straight Super Bowls. Um, so that'll that'll make the season interesting. But, yeah, the Eagles certainly can get back, and they, they can compete for a Super Bowl. I don't think watching those teams told me any differently. Uh, yeah, it was a good game and all that, but I think the Eagles can get back. But let's talk about some of the, the moves that you said, you know, depending on some things they do. Uh you know, they obviously hired the two coordinators. We've got the official confirmation from that, or from the Eagles on Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator and Vic Fangio, the defensive coordinator. But we haven't heard anything else about who else they hired. Now, you know, there's been a lot of reports and a lot of speculation. You know, I'm sure it's accurate. But, you know, the Eagles aren't making anything official uh, so far, which, uh, you know, what do you how do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I I don't. Sometimes I wonder why they they do the things they do. I, I we know certain things. We know Doug Nussmeyer is going to be the quarterbacks coach. He uh, was with Kellen Moore in Dallas and went with him to the Chargers, so they're very familiar. And I think he'll have an, a very important role uh, because we just talked about Jalen Hurts a little bit. You got to get him back to where he was, or at least closer to where he was in 2022. So he might be the most position, most important positional hiring. Um, defensively, there's a couple guys we know. Joe Casper, who was here, is going to return as the safeties coach. Bick is going to have a safeties coach. Christian Parker is going to have some kind of role with the secondary. That's to be determined. Clint Hurt, who was the defensive coordinator in Seattle, is going to be the defensive line coach. A um, couple guys returning. Kevin Petulo is going to return as the associate head coach, passing game coordinator. Aaron Moorhead is going to return. Bit of a surprise to me is the wide receivers coach. Um, Jeff Stoutland, obviously, is going to return. So there's some familiar. I think Jamal Singleton is going to be back as well. So there's a little bit more familiarity on the offensive side than I thought there was going to be. And on the defensive side, we'll see how how it's there's a little bit more uncertainty, I would say, even to the point we don't know how Vic Pangio is going to set up the staff. He had a the uh, he had a secondary coach, defensive pass game coordinator in Miami. He had a cornerbacks coach and a passing game specialist, and that was you know, perhaps the role he's going to give to Christian Parker. But we have to wait and see till the Eagles confirm those things. Yeah. And didn't they hire a linebackers coach too, reportedly? Uh, uh, yeah, Bobby King. Bobby, Bobby King. King. Bobby King should be the off-ball linebacker. And he was in Tennessee, um, and he'll be coming. Uh, so that means DJ Elliott's out. And I, I think it was, you know, the defense was – at the end of the day, as much criticism as the offense received, they were top 10 in just about every meaningful category where the defense was bottom 10 in every meaningful category. So um, tougher to keep, I think, more people on the defensive side. Yeah, I mean, it was last year they hired uh, Sean Desai and uh, – um... Brian, they promoted Brian Johnson to be their OC. They did it at the end of February. Now, they played into the middle of February with the Super Bowl, but it wasn't until, I think, the first day of rookie minicamp that we were actually able to talk to those two guys, which was May 11th. So, you know, it was, 
you know, quite a long stretch. And I hope it doesn't go that long this time. I mean, these are veteran coaches. They're bringing in Kellen Moore and Vic Fangio. I don't understand why, if you're not going to announce the staff, at least let's make these guys available and let them tell us they're still working on their staff and some other things that obviously we want to know about, but you know, it's, uh, it's just the way they do business. I guess the Eagles, they like to keep us in the dark for as long as they can, for whatever reason, competitive advantage or otherwise, uh, can be frustrating at times because I know the fans want to hear about it. And, you know, we certainly want to learn some stuff too. Um, but let's get into it. Yeah, another- we should mention, by the way, we should mention Ed Michael Clay got a uh, uh, yeah. extension. So uh, everybody knew he, the Eagles had a great year on on special teams, uh, real bounce back. Because I, I think a lot of people thought Michael Clay should be fired after the 2022 season. And I wrote about that at si.com backslash NFL backslash Eagles. If you want to check us out online, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of a little contradictory. You see the growth of a young coach from year to year. And all of a sudden Eagles were great on special teams this year. Uh, You know, top five, everywhere you look Um, number one in DVOA, if you're an advanced stat guy and Michael Clay, you know, 29 years old, he got this job, youngest coordinator in, in the NFL, and he's gotten better and better. And who knows if, if Brian Johnson was afforded that patience, would have been more tougher, would have been tougher with Sean Desai. But, and I think, you know, complicating things, I think the Eagles kind of knew that Vic Ban, I don't want to create controversy, but I think they kind of knew Vic Bangio was coming back. So, I, I don't I don't think they had any interest in keeping Sean Desai, but as far as Brian Johnson, who is now the assistant head coach, passing game coordinator for Dan Quinn in Washington, yeah, so that's going to be interesting to have that him in the division in a pretty high profile spot. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury, of course, the OC down there in Washington now too, so he'll work under Kingsbury. Um, and, you know, Clay, you know, sticking with him a second here. I mean, it, again, it just shows you need some talent to excel. And you yeah. know, he's one of the best kickers, obviously, in Jake Elliott. I think signing Bra- Braden Mann to be the punter uh, certainly uplifted that unit as well. Uh, and, you know, the Gunners, they got strong play from Josh. Yeah. Um, Kelly Ringo. Ringo. Yeah. Kelly Brown did a good job. <laughs> ben Van Sumeran came in, did a good job. Yeah. Um they probably oh, made a mistake letting Christian Ellis go, yeah. but well, yeah, Ben, ben stepped up. Ben and then stepped. don't forget Britton Covey as the punt returner. Yes, Had a yes. tremendous season. Tremendous yeah. season. Right. But, and, yeah. you know, in fairness to Clay, he had to overcome some things. They lost Sean Bradley, who, you know, was one of their, you know, special team standouts from the year before. Uh, and Zach McPherson as well. Exactly. Yeah. Lost those two guys, and they, he did a good job. But um, that's all we know as far as, you know <laughs> – the, the coaches go. I mean, you know, obviously we know the other two coordinators, but um, well, uh, something else we don't know, and we can talk about this, is Jason Kelsey. Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Is he going to retire? I mean, he has to let the Eagles know here soon, right? Because, you know, the offseason is going to hit the ground running here uh, with this combine, the NFL scouting combine starting in, in a week. Um, you know, free agency is right around the corner, and the Eagles need to know exactly what they're looking for. Uh, and Kelsey needs to decide. And I expect that we'll hear something very soon on whether he's coming back. And I, I personally don't think he's coming back. 
Uh, John, what do you think? When do you think we might hear something? No, I, I'm with you. I, I I don't think he's coming back. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Eagles know already. It, yeah. It's not like there's any concern. I mean, even if they don't know, he's not going to keep it from them. Legal tampering, uh, as uh, the, the you know, obviously the NFL doesn't like that term. It's a legal negotiation period, but legal tampering is more fun to say. Um <laughs> starts three weeks we're taping this on president's day so it starts three weeks from today legal tampering and then uh, on that wednesday march 13th i believe is the yes. start of, of the new league year and yet yeah, that's the, the the eagles will know by that point and you know i think it was two years ago you might have been out there in indianapolis when the eagles kind of confirmed jason kelsey was coming back it's been this year to year thing so yeah. it could happen out at the combine, um, but I, I'm sure Howie Roseman is pretty concrete on on what's going to happen there. Um, and you know, I, I've said it from the start: if Jason wants to come back, he can come back. I think he's at the Derek Jeter, I compare it standpoint with the Eagles. He can do what he wants, um, but obviously, if he retires, and most of us kind of assume he's going to retire. Um, Cam Jurgens will move inside, and then you have to figure out who's going to be playing right guard, whether it's Tyler Steen. They drafted him to play right guard. I don't know if he's ready. You might have to look for a more veteran presence and free agency to at least get you up to speed until Tyler Steen can get ready. But I, I'm sure they're prepared either way. Yeah. Um and then another thing we should talk about here, something that's really exploded uh, with the Eagles is the Hassan Reddick situation. You know, the Eagles that uh, broke on Super Bowl Sunday that morning before kickoff that the Eagles gave him permission to seek a trade. Now Reddick said that he never wanted that permission in the first place. The Eagles came to him and said, go out and see what you can get, uh, sort of gauge your value um and we'll we'll take it from there because obviously he's got a big cap hit i think it's around 21 million dollars this year can't keep that but you can restructure it in a way where that can save you maybe 10 11 million dollars under the cap and the eagles are sitting at about 20 million uh give or take a million here or there under the salary cap so he's something that you know in addition to kelsey he's another big kind of elephant in the room if you will is you know, to how this offseason is going to proceed with the Eagles is to see if Reddick is still going to be on this team. Um, you know, it's kind of a tough market for a trade. I think there's some pretty talented pass rushers that could potentially be available uh, on the free agent market. A guy like Josh Allen or Brian Burns, now they may get tagged by their respective teams, but there's some talent uh, out there that can be had in free agency. So what team is going to give up a you know, whatever it is you're going to have to give up to get Reddick. I personally think it's probably a second round pick. I don't know if the Eagles would do it for a third, maybe a third and a fourth. Um, that seems awfully low. I think you have to stick stick to your guns here and at least try to get a second round pick for Hassan Reddick. But my feeling yeah, is he's it probably kind of complicates. Gonna, yeah, he's probably not, I don't think he's going to come back. No, I, what I complicates it is just. Yeah. Um, the Eagles have done this before they did it with Darius Slay. It's kind of like, all right, you think you're worth $25 million. Go out and check to see if somebody will give you $25 million. Right. Now, the problem is, if somebody wants to give Hassan Reddick that, do they want to give him 
uh, uh, the Eagles second round pick on top of it. Now that goes in theory, the lower what you want to give up comes back. But, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think the Eagles have to, you know, stick to their budget. Uh, if they can work at, uh, you know, an extension where it's maybe 18 or 19 million a year, I think they could do that and lower the cap number um, moving forward. Um, kind of depends on if there is any team out there that is willing to give Hassan Reddick Miles Garrett money. I, I don't think there should be. And I think that's the calculated gamble that sort of Howie Roseman is trying to take. And we'll see where it ends up. But there's some guys out there. Bryce Hop, you mentioned Josh Allen, Brian Burns. I think they'll get franchised. So yep. um they probably won't be available on the market. Guys like Bryce Huff, though, and Andrew Van Ginkle, a lot of people have connected those dots because he's got a history with Big Banjo. You know, they could be effective, maybe not as good as Hassan Reddick, but at a much, much lower price. And let's remember Vic Fangio likes his uh, outside linebackers to actually drop in coverage, and that's something we saw from Reddick a lot. And you're not going to pay $20 million a year, I don't think, to a guy like Reddick who – you want to pile up the sacks. I mean, I don't think you want to drop him in the coverage too often. Um, but that's what Fangio wants to do with his outside linebackers and him and Nolan Smith. They fit into that. I don't know if Josh Sweat can drop in the coverage as much as you'd probably like. But, you know, that's something to factor in as well. Um, you know, you mentioned Huff and some other guys here. Van Ginkle, obviously, you know, Fangio loves him. He called him the glue of his defense last year. Um, you know, he hurt his, I think, I'm not sure, maybe his foot and didn't play in the playoff game against the Chiefs. Um, but he played all 17 games and then got hurt with, I think it was the foot. But Fangio loves him. And, uh, but I know that Van Ginkle also loves South Florida. So he's not going to be able to be very easy to pry away, I don't think, from, from the Miami Dolphins. But, uh, we'll see. Um, John, uh, Tuesday it starts the franchise tag period. Um, what is that? February 20th, I think is Tuesday. Uh, franchise tag period starts runs, I think for two weeks through March 5th. Um, the Eagles, they got a couple candidates to tag, but the Eagles don't tag anybody. They haven't tagged anybody for a number of years. Uh, certainly Brandon Graham yeah. would fit in the tag category, maybe Deandre Swift, but you know, the Eagles aren't going to tag either one of those guys. They have no candidates. Uh, is that kind of how the way you see it too? Yeah, no, and I mean, obviously, they're not going to pay a running back. You know, Brandon Graham, if he comes back, is going to be at, you know, about $5 million a year. Uh, right. Jason Kelsey, we talked about. If he comes back, it'll be about $15 million a year. Fletcher Cox is, you know, aging, and even if he doesn't retire, he'll be much lower than a franchise tag. So no candidates, and that's a good thing for Howie Roseman. If you look at the pending unrestricted free agents the Eagles have, you know, you could argue the most important one besides the Kelsey's and BG's and Fletcher Cox, um, because they mean so much to the organization. You could argue the most important ones, Braden man that you talked about. He had such a good year coming in as a punter. Anybody else? I, I, and I've been throwing this, uh, out on my show on Birds 365. If the Eagles didn't get any back, it, 
it wouldn't make me. I mean, they're going to get some guys back. I think they'll bring a guy back. Um, who knows? I think DeAndre Swift, it's about what contract he gets from other people. If it's too high, the Eagles will bow out. But if the Eagles lose any of these guys, I don't think you panic. And that's that's a good position to be in because there's not too many teams that can say that. They're, you know, everybody's got one or two or three guys that really want to get back and they might not get back. Eagles are not really in that position right. other than the veteran guys who would, you know, basically, uh, uh, you know, Brandon's not playing anywhere else. Jason's not playing anywhere else. Fletcher might. But again, is that going to kill you? You have Milton Williams. You have uh, Jordan Davis. You have Jalen Carter. As good as Fletcher played last year, it's probably not going to kill you. Right. Right. Yeah, it's a good position. Now, maybe next year, if they don't get anything done with Landon Dickerson, you know, he's in the last year, I think, of his rookie contract. Uh, you know, maybe a franchise sim. But again, that's a game the Eagles don't really play that often. They prefer to, you know, either part part ways with the guy or give him what, you know, what they can negotiate he's worth. And, you know, I think Dickerson will eventually uh, get signed. It wouldn't surprise me if they do something with him before training camp, um, try to get him locked down. Uh, and then, of course, Devontae Smith came in that draft, but he got that extra year team option uh, because he was a first-round pick. So there are no dire straits there. His number jumps considerably in that fifth year if the Eagles pick up the option, and I'm certainly sure they will. Um, but, yeah, they, they could have some guys over the next couple yeah. of years here that could be in that franchise tag boat. Um, but not this year, that's for sure. Um, I, I wrote a piece today on, like you said, si.com backslash NFL backslash Eagles on some names from some other teams. Uh, that, you know, could get tagged. And if not, you know, maybe the Eagles uh, could take a, a look in their direction. And I had three guys on defense uh, on on the list. And let's see if my memory is still good. I had Jarius Sneed, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, superb cornerback is on that list. Frankie Luvo for the Carolina Panthers, a linebacker is on that list. And uh, Bryce Huff, a guy you mentioned, the New York Jets now, you know, he kind of had the year last year that some had predicted for him when he was an undrafted free agent. He hit double digits in sacks with 10. Hassan Reddick is better, but Hassan Reddick is also five years older than Bryce Huff is. So if you're looking for a future piece, Bryce Huff could be the guy. The question is, will the Jets franchise tag him? I don't think they will. Uh, as far as Luvo goes in Carolina, they're probably going to try to work out a deal with Brian Burns. And if they do, maybe they tag Luvo. I doubt it. So I think Luvo could be out there. And uh, Legereus Sneed, the Chiefs are in a tough spot. The Mahomes and Kelsey are getting paid. Those guys count. I think Mahomes' cap hit, John, is like $58 million for this coming season, which is crazy. And Kelsey's is over $15 million. Uh, and they have Chris Jones, their defensive tackle that – uh, wants to get paid. So, you know, again, they're in a tough spot financially and Snead might shake loose and there's going to be a lot of teams in on him and he won't come cheap. Uh, so he could be a long shot for the Eagles, but those are three defensive guys. You know, I kind of have an eye on um, and I'll get your feeling on those guys and maybe some others that you have in mind on defense. 
Yeah, well, I like the positions. Why you need to add something at edge rusher? I mean, even something as simple as Julian Oguara, the Eagles added him. Yeah, as a futures player, but they gave him much more money than you typically give a futures player about two two point six million dollars uh, that he can make up to, which tells you they think he's got a chance to be a contributor, and maybe they moneyball it. I wrote a. Hey, and maybe that can come freezing up there a little john you, you know did, you wrote a piece yeah you wrote a moneyball piece on si.com yeah, yeah. the eagles yeah yeah and my inner I, I don't know if it's you or me but i'm i'm i'm, I'm lagging internet wise so hopefully people get this but yeah. um it, it it's you know, maybe you don't replace the player, you replace the production, and maybe it's a, a sort of bunch of guys, a draft pick, a free agent, Oguara, and you have all, and Josh Sweat comes back, and you have that four, that group of four the Eagles have been looking for, but they haven't been able to get because Derek Barnett wasn't able to lock down that fourth spot over the past couple of years. Um, so maybe they go about it that way, and and it could be Bryce off because he's probably not going to get franchised, and maybe he gets fourteen, fifteen million a year, and that's where they are with Reddick, but they don't right. want to go to twenty five million. There's a big difference there. So yeah, maybe he's the lead piece of that money ball approach, and you know linebacker. We know they got to get better at all ball linebacker. You can say Nicobe Dean's still going to be a player, but I don't think you can count on him after what you went through. Last season, you know, I like Patrick Queen in Baltimore, yep. uh, but he might be too expensive at, at off-ball linebacker. Um, and say and and corner and and really safety both spots they need so much help in the secondary. Uh, Sneed, as you mentioned, great player will be very expensive, you know, but the Eagles need to add somebody, and and if they have to move on from James Bradbury, um. They'll have to move on from Bradbury. But, yeah, Snead's such a good player. Um, and Kansas City has other needs. They have to sign Chris Jones. They can't tag him this year. but And then they have to think about Trent McDuffie, who's their best corner down the road. They have to think about, you know, what's it going to cost. And, hey, they once had Charvarius Ward, who was an all-pro in San Francisco. He was once on the Chiefs, and they yeah. said, hey, he's a really good player, but we can't afford to pay him. So the same thing could happen with Snead. Yeah, it's amazing that she comes back to the Chiefs. I mean, they lost Tyree Kill, the receiver, went to Miami. They didn't skip a beat, yeah. still won two Super Bowls. So um, pretty amazing the way they do business in Kansas City. Um, yeah, I mean, those are all good defensive names, clearly, to keep an eye on all offense. Uh, you know, I think there's a guy out there for the L.A. Rams, Kevin Dotson, who plays guard, who was, you know, traded from the Steelers to the Rams last year for a couple of third-day or yeah, third day picks in the draft. And Dodson had a terrific season. You know, you talk about, you know, can Tyler Steen fill that role if Jurgen steps in at center after Kelsey retires? And, you know, Kevin Dodson's a 27-year-old who had a terrific season last year, graded uh, high on the pro football focus uh, charts. I think he was the second uh, graded, second best graded guard in the NFL, the top run blocker uh, in the NFL at guard. Um, 
he's a he's a free agent. Uh, you know, I don't think the Rams are going to tag him. Uh, and the Eagles haven't really dipped into the offensive line very much in free agency. They've drafted guys, but you may be losing Jack Driscoll as well in free agency. So, you know, Tyler Steen could be a reserve player or he could be a starter, but you're going to need a reserve at some point too to fill in if if Driscoll leaves. So I think the Eagles are going to be active in the offensive line market. Kevin Dotson certainly makes a lot of sense. I don't know what he's going to want, um, but he's young. You know, he's kind of hitting his stride now. Um, so I think it was 2016 when the Eagles signed who Brandon Brooks and Stefan Wisniewski, two key pieces to that Super Bowl team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, and then last year they tried to bring in Dennis Kelly. He had nothing left. They tried Chance Warmack in 2017. He didn't quite fit, but they haven't been real active bringing in free agents on the offensive line. This year could be different. Uh, but Kevin Dotson, to me, as the franchise tag period begins, is someone to watch on offense. Yeah, I I I I like the player. I think he might be a little bit too expensive. I know uh Pro Football Focus Brad Spielberger is a buddy of mine who does a tremendous job when it comes to projecting contracts. He's got him as the top guard on the market, making over 17 million a year on his Ooh. next contract. If that's the case, I think that's going to be too expensive. Yeah. And I think but I think that's a natural position that the Eagles are going to look at, and there's going to be caught more cost effective guys. You know, Dalton Reisner is going to be out there. He's probably a little bit too old. Um, hey, out there but, last year. Know, and the they... Eagles typically like to go yeah, a, a little bit younger. I, I'll give you a name that people will be familiar with. He's a free. John Runyon. How about John Runyon jr. Yeah. Um, Packers, you know, right? they project him at three years, about $7 million. Yeah, that's that's a guy who would, you know, fill a need, is, is young, coming on his second contract, pretty good player, not great, but pretty good, um, and, and, and much more cost-effective. I, I think Dotson – Dotson's going to get paid like he's Brandon Brooks, and I don't think he's Brandon Brooks, and that's that's part of the problem. Yeah, they paid Brandon Brooks uh, back in the day. I don't know. I mean, I think they're going to have, like they did last year, they're going to have one big splurge in them this year. And last year it was – who was it last year? Uh, I don't think they splurged on anybody last year. Two years ago it was Redick. Um, but I think they'll have a splurge, and it probably won't be on no, offense. Uh, yeah, last year it was about getting the comp picks because right. they knew they were going to go get so many comp picks. You know, also Jonah Jackson's out there – from the Lions, and he's only 27. Now, he's had some injury issues. He might be a little bit more expensive than than uh, John Runyon, but he's a, he's a really good player. Um, he could be – there's a lot of decent guards out there in free agency. One guy they're not going to bring in is John Policiano. I can tell you that. Uh, uh, not unless they're planning on parting uh, ways with Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter, a <laughs> Yeah, that whole uh, feud yeah. kind of blew up, and, <laughs> you know. With uh, that's that was pretty bad. Um, but yeah, they're not getting rid of John uh, Jalen Carter, so John yeah. Feliciano has no chance coming here to Philadelphia. That that he burned that bridge. You know, if he wanted to ever play in Philly, he's never gonna never gonna happen for him. Um, but yeah, I think the Eagles. There are names like you said out there. I I, I think that's probably gonna 
be the way they go is they're going to try to find somebody in free agency, um, you know, uh, on that offensive line. And, you know, it all starts with the franchise tag. That's my offseason plan. Yeah, yeah. my offseason plan, Ed, is to sign John Runyon, trade for Asante Samuel Jr., and draft Jeremiah Trotter Jr., and Eagles fans will be happy. <laughs> you got the all the alumni, uh, all the alumni kids coming back. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, they're all three good players. Sure, why not? Uh, make it happen. Um, that would be something if that really happened. And you know what? It, it possibly could. I don't think the Chargers will trade Asante Samuel. Um, you know, would the Broncos trade Patrick Sertan? No, I don't think. They no, I don't either. And I don't think Legereus needs coming. I don't see why. People have been talking about that. Yeah. People have been talking about Patrick, and the Eagles wanted to draft him, so I get why. But why, if you're Denver, yeah, why would you trade a young all-pro level corner unless, unless you're going up to get a quarterback? And obviously, then then it makes sense. But then you got to get up to one, two, or three, which has nothing to do with the Eagles. So I I don't see how the Eagles would pry away Patrick Sertan. They'd love to have the player, but Denver's not going to trade him unless it's for a quarterback. How about a guy like Jeremy Chin? What do you think about him? The Eagles were interested in him. He's had a couple injuries now down in Carolina. Is Could the Eagles somehow find a way to get Jeremy Chin on this team? They did have interest in him uh, back when he was drafted, uh, but I, I I do think people forget they've changed defensive schemes since yeah. then, um, and he's more of a box safety. Um, and I think Big Fangio and the Big Fangio scheme they want more coverage safeties. Um, so people have speculated a lot about Eddie Jackson. I think he's a little bit too old and on the descent, uh, but that's the type of safety they would want more than the, the big downhill box safety. Um, so I think that was at the time, you know, that was a different defensive scheme, obviously with Jim Schwartz. And um, I think that had some interest, but uh, I don't think he fits in the, in the Fangio scheme. How about a guy like Kyle Duggar? We might get franchise tagged by the Patriots. He's a free agent. Um, does he fit this scheme, do you think? Well, I, I, I forget his name. Indianapolis. Uh, uh, ooh. I was just looking at him. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bring it up really quickly. Um, Blackman. Uh, I believe his name is. I was looking for a guy who's 26, 27. Uh, Duggar's uh, a little bit older, very expensive, as you imagine. And and I think he might get the franchise tag. Right. Cameron Curl's out there. A lot of good safeties. He'd be a good fit. Uh, Xavier McKinney, uh, people are familiar with, with the Giants. Geno Stone think, from the Ravens. The Julian tag. Blackman, that's the guy I was talking about. I think the Giants tag. Um, possibly, yeah, possibly. Um, and, and it's possible the Patriots, as you mentioned, um, franchise Kyle Duggar, Antoine Winfield Jr., by the way, has already been franchised by Tampa Bay. So forget about him. Yeah. Uh, but Julian sense. Blackman is, 
kind of cost effective and he's only 20 uh, he's had some injury issues so you're taking a chance and then Jordan Fuller from the Rams as well is another 26 year old guy that's sort of what the Eagles look for those 25 26 year old guys who maybe haven't hit their ceiling as a player um, and Duggar's a very good player. I think he'd be a fit, but he'd be really expensive. The Eagles don't typically like to spend that much. It's the, yeah. And the Patriots, he may never get to the on a franchise. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, that's going to do it for us. We'll wrap this thing up here. Uh, you know, make sure you uh, listen up for future episodes. John and I will be back uh, as this off season rolls along. Uh, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Again, I'm Ed Kratz, and that's John McMullen, and we are with the Philadelphia Eagles Insider Podcast, brought to you by... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And first, Sports Network.